What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Working on Faith podcast. I am so excited that you guys are here. Um, you love y'all as my brothers and sisters through Christ. Um, today's podcast, I'll be. I talked with Madeline Schmidt. Um, she's one of my really good friends. She still goes to Eureka College, which I just graduated from, and she's just such a sweet and loving person, and so fun, and so easy to get along with, so easy to talk to, and she gives a lot of good advice and just a lot of um, things that she's learned and she's been through. And I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Um, So I hope you guys enjoy and have a great rest of your day. Um, Okay, so Madeline, the first question that typically is asked is, what has your faith journey looked like so far in your life? Yeah, so um, when I was in second grade, my family started going to church. Um, My mom wasn't raised Christian and my Dad was um, raised Christian, but in a church that didn't stress as much of, like, a relationship with Jesus. Um, It was more just, like, kind of, like, going through the motions. Um, And so we started going to church as a family when I was in second grade. And we church hopped around for a little bit and finally ended up at um, Eastview in Normal, Illinois. Um, And... I, like, for a while was just going because my parents brought me, you know, it wasn't like I really wanted to be there, I wasn't super excited, you know, like, we had, like, fun videos that we watched and all that, but I wasn't super, like, invested in my faith as, like, a seven-year-old, you know, Um, but I had some really great, like, leaders throughout my time um, in our children's ministry who really poured into me, and by the time I was in junior high, I kind of had more of the opportunity to decide whether I was going to just show up to church because my parents were bringing me or like really make my faith my own. Um, and I really like grew in my faith throughout that time and like started to understand what it meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus. So, um, yeah, so junior high was a really big time of growth in my faith for me. Um, but I, didn't get baptized until I was a junior in high school. Um, like I was following Jesus and I believed in him and I had accepted him as my savior, but I didn't like, I am very much of a perfectionist and I didn't feel like I was good enough to accept the gift of salvation. Um, I knew that like for everyone else, like, Jesus like forgives and has grace and mercy, but I had a hard time accepting that for myself because of the way I viewed like that. So that took a long time to like, even though I knew that it was true to fully accept that it was true. Um, But I got baptized my junior year of high school. um, And I have just been able to like throughout my time since like junior high, um, really get involved with serving in my church And, um, just through that, I've been able to see God's work in so many different ways. Um, and it's just really cool to see the different things that he reveals to me about myself, um, the more I follow him. So, yeah, that's a cool story. I really like that. Um, I totally understand what you mean by feeling like you're not deserving of anything Mm -hmm. because it's, I mean, it's true. We don't, we really don't. And I definitely feel that sometimes with things that I have or things that I get. And um, so what's funny is because I I think I told you in class, 
um, that I like minimalism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm learning to live with less because one, I don't need all of this stuff. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like I don't deserve all of this stuff because of like, you know, different actions or thoughts that you could have changed the way you reacted or the way you did things. So I totally understand with things that, um, you don't deserve but then you also have to turn out uh, turn it around well he's a loving god so he's mm-hmm. giving this to me for a reason he's allowing me to have all this stuff for a reason so us as humans need to appreciate it but i totally understand Definitely. of how you think you think and i oh my gosh i agree that i've thought that way yeah. too yeah yeah crazy yeah, no, it's so yeah it's so hard because like i i do fully see that like other people are deserving not deserving but like like have like the free gift of salvation and forgiveness and all that but I it's just hard to I think accept that for ourselves oh yeah it is because like when you really think about it wow you've I have done so many bad things yeah and then like from the way you think from the way you talk to people from your actions like wow I really I'm really not deserving of any of this but then you also are (laughs) You can't not be appreciative of what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's... Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm i glad we were late, you know? Yes, um, yeah, same here. So this is an interesting question. Um, what three words come to mind when you think of God and why? Um, so I would say love, grace, and, like, constant or, like, consistent, you know? Um love i mean god is love um and he so clearly demonstrates that for us in how he sent his son and just the way that he shows us love in every area um and just in the way that jesus acted while he was on earth um and the way that he loved people um so that's always the first thing that comes to mind for me um when i think about god um second grace um God shows us so much grace every single day. Like, I have no clue how God could see and know, like, every bad thing I do, every bad thing I think, everything that I do, and still love me unconditionally. Like, the amount of grace that he has for us when we mess up just blows my mind. Like, I try and think of that, like, in my own life, and I'm like, there's no way I could constantly be like you know what I forgive you I forgive you it's okay um so that's a big one for me um and I think what's really cool about love and grace um combined is because like God has shown us as Christians as Christ followers such a perfect picture of what grace and love look like I feel like it's our duty as Christians to take that and show it to people in the world i think it's easy sometimes for christians to be judgmental or hurtful towards people um and i'm not saying that we have to be perfect at it all the time because i screw up at it all the time but i feel like we have this unconditional love and this grace that we don't deserve at all um that has been given so freely to us that i think it's important that we as christians go on to model it to people in the world and the way that we treat them and all of that. So 
those two words um, are really big for me, um, just in the way that I view God and then the way that I try and act in trying to be as much like Jesus as I can. Um, and then constant, what is just amazing to me is that God is like always there. He is always present. He has never wavered. He has never not been there for me. He's never failed me, you know? Um, and I think having that idea of him being constant, um, is really comforting to me because it just, it reminds me that I'm never alone and that I'm never walking into anything without him. So those are the three words that, um, for me are most important when I think of God. Well, those are great three words. I love all of them. And I was looking at the questions and then asking them now to contribute. There we go. There's (laughs) the word. But um, I'd say mine first is love and then Mm -hmm. relevant because he's relevant in every second of every day of everybody's lives. And, And relevant because the Bible is relevant. You Mm -hmm. read a passage and maybe you don't know what to read and then you open up the book to any page and then it happens to be relevant to what you're going through, which, I mean, God is there everywhere. He's everywhere. He's in every situation and you're put in these situations for a reason and so he's relevant. So that's Mm -hmm. the second one. And then just awestruck because of how awesome... Yeah, and in another podcast that I did recently, um, we were talking about, it was the last verse in John, I believe, um, and it was talking about how um, the world wouldn't be able to hold as many books of what Jesus did while he was here on earth. I mean, mm-hmm. we um, we were talking about earlier, how awestruck is that, that we don't even know half of what Jesus did while he was here. We wouldn't be able to wrap our human brains about what he did. I mean, there's just so much. I mean, even now we have a hard time of understanding the Bible, and it takes us so long. Just imagining everything that he's done, just awestruck, just amazing, how we couldn't even mm-hmm. get our our minds around that. So those are the three yeah. words that I think come to mind, too. I really love that. And I think when you talked about being, like, awestruck, I think that sometimes I lack that in my own faith. And I I think sometimes I take for granted how good God is and how much he's done because I think I just am like, it gets familiar. And I'm always so grateful for those like reminders of like the just amazingness of who he is and what he's done um, and how much we don't even know that he's done that like in just the hearts that he's transformed and all of that. So I think that's a really, really good word. All of them are good words, but that one really stuck out to me. Yeah, thank you. I like all your words too. They're very good. And then that that reminds me of, um, like, you could have read the same passage 10 different times, but interpret it 10 different ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think yes, that's... That happens... Oh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, it happens all the time. And I, yeah. I just think it's crazy. Awestruck. It's amazing. Yes, yeah. I love it. Love it. Um, so good. Yeah. So do you think there's a difference with being intentional and being interested when it comes to your faith? Yes, I would definitely say that. Um, but I would 
like preface it by saying I don't think either one is inherently bad um but so when I think of being intentional in my faith I think of practicing things um that benefit like spiritual formation you know like reading my bible and praying and like worshiping and a lot of different things that like reading books um and like I can't talk today I'm so sorry um (laughs) it happens but um and talking with other believers and all that um I think of a lot of that as like being intentional in your faith and like looking for ways that you can be growing um but I think that being interested a lot of times happens at a different spot in your faith walk and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing um I think it just it's reflective of being at a different point um and it's like trying to figure out what having a relationship with Jesus means and trying to figure out um just kind of like what you believe and what yeah I I think that I think that being interested sometimes is viewed like in comparison to being intentional is viewed as a bad thing but I think a lot of times um you're interested when like seeds are being planted in your life um before you're actually like fully I mean none of us are fully understanding but like before you understand what it looks like for you to have a relationship with Jesus and what that path is going to take you on in your life yes I do agree with that um intentionality is one knowing the seeds that have been planted and that Mm -hmm. there's going to be more but being intentional is taking what you have and then planting it as well and making it grow by what you say you think you do the people you hang out with all of that etc the list goes on and then Mm -hmm. whenever I thought about it and I'm thinking about it now again um interested it's great that you're interested in God because that's how you first um you're interested because Mm -hmm. you're having seeds planted within you um and sometimes people can be interested and then not be intentional with that Mm -hmm. interesting seed so I think to get to intentional you have to have interested first so I think Mm -hmm. I do see it as a positive and then I also can see how people think of it as maybe a negative but the interested leads to the intentional and then interested I think is also good so I think both of those are really I think I'm glad I asked that question because I've never asked that question before and so Mm -hmm. coming for full circle with another person and seeing how they think of it I think that's pretty cool yeah, you know, I think it's it's really cool to like be able to think back to when I was just interested in what faith looked like and what my like what who God was to me and like what a relationship with him would look like and to see the ways that he was planting seeds in my life at that time to where I'm at now when I'm being more intentional with my faith and being able to see all the things that he did in that time to help me get to that point and then still being able to see the ways that I can continue to be intentional and continue to grow. Absolutely. I love that. Whenever, and I love what you said. And then I also love how it's so true. Whenever you rethink those memories, this led to this, mm-hmm. led to this, led to this. So yeah, God works in mysterious ways, but all for the good of yeah. us. So I love that. 
Love that. Yeah. Um, so who or what is the biggest inspiration when it comes to working on your faith? So I was thinking about this one a lot because there's so many people in my life that have been such big inspiration to me. Um, and I couldn't pick just one, you know, like there's so many different people throughout my life that have helped me in the different seasons that I'm in, um, to grow in my faith. Like I was talking about earlier when I was like in our like elementary school kids ministry at church, I had a leader, um, her name is Diane. She's amazing. I love her. Um, and she just poured into me so much and she continues to, um, just every time I see her, she's absolutely amazing. But so like having someone like her when I was younger helped me so much. And then I got into our junior high ministry and I had pastors there who really encouraged me and built me up and um, inspired me to really make my faith my own. And then once I got to high school, I had um, some pastors there. Um, one of them, his name was Matt. Um, he is just amazing and he's really he was someone who encouraged me to um, get baptized and to be like more accepting of the grace that God has given me even when I don't feel like I deserve it. Um, and then just like, there's so many people too that I look up to for like specific characteristics that they have, you know, like in the way that they live out their faith. You know, I have um, one of our worship leaders, um, she's amazing her name is aleska she just the way that she leads worship um you can tell that she is always so invested and just loves doing that and she loves worshiping the lord and it doesn't matter if she's worshiping for a full congregation or just sitting at like in her office worshiping she still has that passion for worship which for me as someone who leads worship that is such an inspiration for me to see her heart for worship and the way that she uses that um, and leads with that, that inspires me constantly. Um, and then, um, so I work in a church, I work as a graphic designer at Eastview and um, my boss is one of my biggest inspirations faith-wise too. Just the way that she leads our team in a way that Christ does like not in the way that Christ does, but like in a way that is reflective of who Christ is and in a way that is like graceful and loving and caring and how she cares about us and her employees, not just because of what we can do, but because of who we are as people. Um, and she's just poured into me so much um, with just my faith and she's just been like there for me when I've had really hard times. Um, and then also she's poured into me so much as a designer and helps me to steward, like she steward, I can't talk. Um, she's helped me to like use my gifts and grow in my gifts um, so that I can better serve the Lord. Um, so she's another one who's really inspired me in my faith walk. And then finally, um, my mom and dad both are just amazing. They have really shown me what it looks like to love others like Jesus does and what's been really cool is because they didn't go to church a lot before we all started going as a family it's been really awesome to be able to be growing in my faith and watch them grow in their faith at the same time um, and just see the way that they have led our family to love one another and love people in the world um, like 
Christ does. So yes, there's a lot of people that was, um, but I think it's really cool to be able to, again, like look back at my life and see all of the people that have helped me and inspired me to grow in my faith. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. That's so good. And I think it's awesome that you have more than one person. And I think most people would say that they have more than one person because I feel like um, you're meant to have more than one person. And -hmm. especially if you were asked that question, then you can't just pick one. You'd have to say there's multiple. I mean, you don't have to, but I feel like most people would at least say two or three. So I think that's awesome Mm -hmm. how you have multiple and you probably have way more than you said right then and there. So I think that's awesome. And I can think of at least four people off the bat. So I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool to see how God places people in our lives that help us to follow him better and love others better so absolutely absolutely we're meant to walk in community not by ourselves Mm -hmm. exactly yep um so I really like this question what do these words mean to you different humanity and resilience um okay so different for me um I would say, Nathan, sorry. Um, (laughs) So different, I would say, is a word that I really love. Um, I, when I think about it in the context of like, the people around me, like, I love being in situations where I get to interact with people who are very different from me. Um, I, all throughout high school, um, was, I had a lot of friends who were nothing like me, who, whether it was based on, like, religious beliefs or, like, cultural upbringing or anything like that, um, I really loved the idea of being around people who didn't have the same experiences as I do because I think it helped me to grow as a person. Um, So I think that different, while it can be scary um is also something that can help us to grow and understand kind of who we are in a world of things that are vastly different from us so um yeah humanity I would say I don't know I feel bad because I'm not totally giving definitions to these words, so I apologize. Oh, you're good. Um, but humanity, I, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of humanity is how every single person is made in the image of God. Um, I think so often we forget um, that the people around us, whether they love the Lord or they don't, they were made in his image and every one of us is so deeply loved by him. Um, whether we recognize that love or not. Um, and because of that, I approach humanity as just people that Jesus loves and that I want to love as well. And I want to serve, um, because of the way that Jesus has loved, um, So I also think of when I think of humanity, um, I think of the unfortunate reality of the division in our world right now. Um, 
and how, like, how we have this group of people who we're all, we're all humans, we're all loved by God, and we, yet, we're so divided. Um, and I, I think hearing the word humanity reminds me that we're all united as people, and that even while there's so much division in the world, we can work towards loving one another. Um, and then the last word is resilience. Yes. Okay. Um, to me, I think of just like the idea of persevering and um, like pursuing a goal or like something when it's really difficult. Um, and I think that we can't do that. I personally believe that we can't fully do that without God there. Um, because I just, there's so often where I have been in a situation where I'm just like, I don't know how I can continue. I don't know what I can keep doing. And God has met me in that situation and been able to bring me through it in ways that I have no clue. Like, so I, um, have lost two cousins, um, to suicide. Um, well, I lost one cousin to suicide, um, and another cousin to other mental health issues. Um, and at my cousin who died recently, I sang at his funeral. Um, and this is like a small example, but I was absolutely just like wrecked and he was a believer. Um, and a lot of the rest of my family is not, um, but I led worship at his funeral and I don't know how, like, I genuinely do not know how, but I was able to lead when I was like on the verge of tears. Um, the whole time and I feel like that to me is a small picture of like the way that God helps me to like persevere and to be resilient in that situation um and to be able to help his like kingdom move forward and hopefully touch the hearts of some of my family members that were there so yeah I think a lot of just when I think of resilience I think of like my dependency on God in those situations. Yeah, I love that. And I'm I'm sorry about your family. That's sad. I Thank you. um I pray that there's still lots of healing to come to you. Um Thank but you. that's really cool that uh, I mean it's not cool, but I think it's cool how God led you helped you get through that and how he's still helping you get through that. Of course, it's not a cool situation. It's a horrible situation mm-hmm. and of course um prayers are coming your way of course from me um and for just constant you know resilience for um you all um but I think I do agree with what you said about all three of them I think humanity is definitely the hardest one to wrap your hand wrap your head around it um because I don't think that's you know no one I don't think a lot of, there's a lot of time where people just sit down and say hmm what does this word mean you know yeah. I don't think a lot of people um because we're all so busy and humanity I definitely agree with 
division and humanity kind of I think of complicated but then I also mm-hmm. think of amazing because we're in the image of God and he he's done a great job making us and I'm relating it back to the first word different and we're so mm-hmm. different and I think each and every person is God's masterpiece because he made mm-hmm. us different and making seven billion people and billions and billions and billions of people before us um yeah and making us each different I mean God's pretty smart God is awesome mm-hmm. he knows all yeah and he makes us all different with our unique characteristics and ups and downs um good and bad qualities so I really I really like those three words and they were definitely good to think about so I love that mm-hmm. yeah um so do you have a favorite bible passage I have a couple. Um, one that I consistently go back to is Psalm 104. Um, it's a psalm that just kind of walks through a bunch of things that God has created and the way that he has created them. Um, and as someone who, like, I am a designer, you know, so I am often, like, working on creating things. and to see God who is the ultimate creator and to see the way that he made creation um, is just so cool to me um, as someone who is doing a very small, tiny piece in comparison. Um, But to see God as a creator and to see how he has made me in a way that is similar to him and just like going back to the idea of being made in the image of God and seeing how I can like relate to him on that. Um, and it's just, it's really cool and mind boggling too, to like see how God um, like created everything um, and to work together and to like be a part of the world um, and how he made it to be. So I absolutely love that passage. I read that passage a lot, um, especially when I'm in nature because that's a place where I connect with God is like being in nature and seeing his creation around me um so whenever I'm like in some type of cool spot like I read it on a rooftop in Puerto Rico when I like see the ocean and everything and it's just it's so cool to be able to look around too and see the things that he's created and to read in the bible and to see all of that so I love that passage um it's one of my favorites um other than that, like, I love the story of Rahab, um, who was a prostitute who ended up working to help God, um, and like to help the people of God. And I just love her story because she went from being someone who was like an outcast and deemed like a quote unquote horrible person to, um, later in the Bible, when you look at the lineage of Jesus, there are, I think, four women that are included, and she's one of those women. So to see, like, the way that God transformed her story um, and met her where she was at and was still able to use her as a part of his plan, and then to see the impact that she had to be a part of the lineage of Jesus just blows my mind, and it reminds me of just the amazing transformation that God can do. So those are two of my favorites. Oh, I love that. That's a good one. Those are really good. I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, and as I keep doing these podcasts and as I keep talking to people, there's still more stuff that I don't know or I've known, mm-hmm. but I forgot about it. And then wanting to 
um, wanting to study as much as I can and memorize scripture, which is very difficult for me. And um, I think that's awesome. That's a good one. And then that, I, while I, while you were talking, I was thinking of the story of Moses and then the mm-hmm. story of John the Baptist. And mm-hmm. those are really great ones too. And they, they uh, teach you a lot. And so I love that. I love um, what you said. And that's awesome that you read it in Puerto Rico on a roof. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was such a cool experience to just like read like about like, you know, it's talking about like, God creating the waters and like to look out and see the ocean and talking about the mountains and to like look off in the distance and see mountains and just to be able to like tangibly see while reading my Bible like the creation that he's made was just like amazing and I mean like it's no less like amazing if I read it like sitting in my room you know but just like to be able to see all the things that he's created and to see how like intentionally he made those choices um, to work together is really cool. Yes, that's awesome. I'm just imagining it in my head, and it looks beautiful. Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. Um, so what do you think is the greatest part of loving and being loved by Jesus? This one took me a while to think about because there's just so much, like, that is amazing about loving Jesus and being loved by him. Um I'd say for loving Jesus, um, I feel like so often, like, you know, we have, I feel like I'm really blessed to have a lot of really great relationships on earth with people, but you know, there's no perfect relationship with someone. Um, but Jesus, like by loving him, he loves us constantly and he is always there for us and he um, never fails us and I think that that's one of the most like amazing things to just know that there is always someone who is like rooting for me and wants best for me and like wants me to like be a part of what he like the greater work that he is doing in the world um, is awesome I also love that in loving Jesus I can learn more about him and start to model that in my own life so like seeing the way that jesus treats people um, and treats people who are often the outcasts in society and how he just comes alongside them and loves them and cares for them is something that i um just really love about loving jesus um it's just really cool to be able to know more about who he is because he is perfect and like lived a life without sin and being able to know all of that and know that I have a personal relationship with him. And like, he is like, there's, oh, there's a song that like goes like, Jesus is a friend of mine, which is like from the seventies. And it's really silly, but it's fun. And just like knowing that Jesus is like my friend and he is there for me, just, it's so amazing. Um, And all that he asks of us is to love him um, and follow him. So that's really cool um, about loving him. And I would say one of the best parts about being loved by him, I mean, there's just so much, like more than words can say, but one thing that's really, really cool to me is that, like I was talking about earlier, um, like with my faith walk, I am very much like a perfectionist. Um, I like to be in control. I like to 
like just do everything right and knowing that Jesus loves me unconditionally even if I screwed everything up and I did everything wrong and knowing that like he loves me in times where I have a hard time loving myself um it's just amazing to me that he is just unconditional in the way that he loves me um and again just knowing that he is constantly there um yeah so I think that's what I would say but I feel like there's so much more that you could say with that question I feel like there's infinite answers and if I thought about it I would just talking and talking and talking no no, you're good I like to I like to listen and hear because that's why I started this podcast so I can Mm -hmm. learn from other people and then learn how we're all so vastly different but we also have this in common so I love that um and I do agree a lot of what you said and because being loved and loving is just there's so many infinite ways of describing how awesome it is and but what really stood out is I liked the thing where it says or where you said um when I do something wrong or try to be perfect we're obviously not meant to be perfect only Mm -hmm. only he is and knowing that even if you failed or you did the best no matter what situation you're in he still he still loves us and Mm -hmm. that's it could be you could be having the worst day you could be having the best day and knowing that you know what there are so many other things that could be happening but I'm going to struggle through it for you and mm-hmm. I love that and that he gives us the strength even when we feel like we don't have it because without God we have nothing seriously yeah nothing and I loved I loved um just the idea of having in- infinite answers for this question so there's no mm-hmm. there's no wrong answer and yeah because it's all great it's all amazing it's 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 more than words can describe you know yeah yeah I love that um so this might be a tough one or it might be super easy depending on what you've been through so what has been your favorite God moment Ooh, okay so I was talking about earlier when I left worship at my cousin's funeral which was absolutely like an awful situation um but I think that's probably been one of my favorite God moments because after I sang, um, like I was talking to my aunt afterwards who had just lost her son. Um, and she said to me, she was like, as soon as you started singing, I just felt like a sense of peace and like heaviness was lifted off of me. And like being able to know that what I was doing by the strength of God alone um but what I was doing in that moment and worshiping him he was able to use that to move in my aunt's life um to remove a weight of heaviness that she had been feeling for like the two weeks leading up to it um and just knowing what like the Holy Spirit how he was moving in her life was just so like just impactful for me um and you know like my grandma who um is not a christian came up to me afterwards and she was like you like you did that like you were able to like use your voice to lift that weight off of her and i was like 
no, like it was all God doing that. I was just a vessel for that. So I think that was probably one of my favorite moments of just like that raw worship in a moment where it's hard to sing the praises of God um, when you've just lost someone and being able to see still what he was able to do through that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's very hard. And then I'm glad that there's no, obviously there's no joy that comes from that, that horrible (laughs) situation, but I'm glad that God is always using us as a vessel to also impact other people as well. Yeah. I would say what comes to mind is when I first discovered um, the passage, Ephesians 5, 1 through 20. And because at this time, this was like two years ago, whenever like the pandemic just started. And mm-hmm. um, I was going through so much mentally. And it's not like anybody said anything to me. Nobody, nobody was picking on me. Nobody said anything to me. Mm-hmm. Nobody did anything. But I got so much into my head that I was, my thoughts were awful, and um, then my acne, you know, started. That's when I um, um, got cystic acne, and I'm still dealing with that, but it's okay. God's God's graciously um, given me the ability, you know, to be lucky enough to have medicine, which I'm grateful for, but anyways, Mm -hmm. whenever I first read the passage, Ephesians five, one through 20, I, which I first heard from a YouTube video where Sadie Robertson, Robertson Huff, do you know her? Mm -hmm. You know of her? Yeah. Yeah. So she, in a, in a YouTube video or seminar or whatever, a conference, whatever it was, she said to go read this. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go do that because it might help. And as soon as I read it, I was bawling my eyes out. My goodness. I was bawling. And then I highlighted it, and I even have it written down in my Bible, the date, maybe even the time, and the year, well, that's, you know, the date. And yep. and I literally, I think I have it written down as, like, the day that Jesus gave me a sign. I think I have that written down. Because mm-hmm. as soon as I read that, I realized all of this is not how I should be living the thoughts that I'm having are lies. I am fine. There is nothing that can't be fixed without God and that God is just amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Ephesians 5, 1 through 20, I do believe now after rethinking about it, that would be my favorite passage because yeah. it was so impactful. That would be my biggest God moment. So mm-hmm. I love that. Has a lot of growth. That's so cool. Yeah. Yes. It's a lot of growth. That's so cool that, like, God was able to, like, like, just the way that, like, everything had to work out for that, you know, like, that you clicked on that YouTube video and that, like, that was the passage and just the way that God was able to bring it out, like, transformation in your life through, like, all of those things happening just, like, blows my mind. And it's just so cool how he meets us in moments like that. I love love that. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Um, Well, speaking of Bible verses, the last thing is Psalms 118.22. And it says, the stone which the builders rejected as worthless turned out to be the most important of all. 
So mm-hmm. what did you get from this? Um, here, can you remind me of that? Sorry, I'm pulling it up right now. Psalm 118. 22. 22. Okay. Um, I mean, so I have it pulled up in the NLT translation, okay. um, which says it's similar. It says the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Um, I don't remember exactly what you said the wording was in what you just read. I said um, the stone which the builders rejected as worthless turned out to be the most important of all. I think um, what I think of when I hear that is just how, um, like, how many people, like, pushed, like, Jesus away and like the way that he was denied um, and rejected and like was ultimately put up on a cross and like deemed like he was he was rejected um, by a lot of people and like there's like the metaphor of like Christ being the cornerstone um so I just think it's really cool to see like that is in Psalms and is was able to like tell about like what God was going to do through Jesus in the future. Um, I think that's just really amazing to see how God like put that in the Bible before um, Jesus was even alive. But like I feel like it's a very clear metaphor and it just shows like how God can use a savior who was born in a barn to save everyone in the whole world um I think that that's just really really cool yes I I agree and how his timing of course and Mm -hmm. how it also just astonishes me how ignorant we can be as humans Mm -hmm. and how he's literally he literally told us this is going to happen yeah and we literally I mean we never fail to just ignore and not listen even as Mm -hmm. believers we know what we're supposed to do but we are ignorant and don't do it you know Mm -hmm. we always think my way or the highway where no it's not it's God's way or the highway you know Mm -hmm. it's not it's ridiculous how just ignorant we can be and that God is the most important Jesus was the cornerstone and still is and just how we are lucky because Jesus Mm -hmm. died the death that we deserve and I mean I mean you hear all these you know stories and like you know what Jesus is the best and we don't deserve Mm -hmm. any of this and that's why we feel like that's why it leads me back to feeling like we're not deserving because you know we're not and Mm -hmm. I'm just so lucky that I'm thankful that I believe and I'm thankful we're able to have this conversation because that's how impactful and amazing that God is and he and he's the most powerful the most loving and just perfect so I'm very thankful that I know him and he knows he knows I don't know of course everything about him because 
you know, we're not going to know everything about him, but I'm so thankful that I feel his love and that he knows everything about me, every hair on our heads. Mm -hmm. And I'm very lucky and I'm very grateful. So I really like that verse. Me too. Yes. And I think also something that came to mind while we were talking was like, not only like, did that happen for Jesus where like he was rejected and then became the cornerstone. Um, But also, I feel like God can do similar works in our lives and take us from being like feeling rejected and hurt and all of that, um, like by the world and from our circumstances. And he changes that narrative. And like, so not exactly the same metaphor, but just the idea of like God taking us from being like nowhere to loving us so much and um yeah just the 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 value that he puts on us that a lot of times we even have a hard time putting on ourselves yes I totally agree I totally agree well I had such a great conversation I hope you did I hope you enjoyed it yeah it was so great thank you so much for having me of Um, course thank you yeah, it's so great to have a friend like you um, yeah. who just loves the Lord so much. You and too. I'm really grateful that you have this, like, platform that you are using. Thank so, you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, um, I'm going to pray. Okay. Um, Dear Lord, thank you for this beautiful, amazing conversation. Thank you for Madeline and her spirits and you and how she continues to follow you and do your work. Um, I pray that everyone in the world can have access to you and hear you and live for you and that we become less ignorant and whenever we're called by you to do the things you want us to do that we do them and just be better people um in your name amen amen thank you